Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. I am Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm really excited to be here today. We all want encouragement from others, and we want the goal pulled and spoken to us. Are we actually doing it for ourselves and for others? Do you really know how to powerfully encourage and pull the gold? What about in difficult situations when the person in front of you is clearly not making healthy choices? In this episode, I'm going to talk about the basics of how to encourage, how to flip difficult situations, pulling the gold, giving yourself grace with timing, using your story, and encouraging others through growth. I also give specific examples of the how-to and words that can be very powerful to encourage and pull the gold from yourself and others. You were made to be a brave encourager. Last week, I talked about how we can get encouragement all wrong. A lot of times we think we're encouraging someone to change or to improve, but we're really actually pointing out what they're doing wrong. Our heart is coming from a good place, but we're not encouraging at all. So go back and check out this episode if you haven't. It's a great prep for today's episode, being a brave encourager and pulling the gold with our words. I pulled both of these episodes from my new book called The Brave Encourager. It had just recently been published about a month ago, and I'm trying to get the word out. So right now you can actually find it on Amazon. Just simply search The Brave Encourager book. If you would like a signed copy, please email me at my email, which is Heidi at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. I'm going to spell that for you. It's H-E-I-D-I at H-E-I-D-I-M-O-R-T-E-N. S-O-N-L-M-F-T dot com. I can also give discounts for purchases for over five books. Please make sure to contact me for this. Thank you all of you who have written book reviews and Apple reviews on the podcast. As of this current show recording, I have 21 Amazon reviews for the book and 31 ratings for the podcast. If you have not left a review for the podcast yet, I'd love for you to do that. Please just click on your app and go down to where it says ratings and review and click right below it and write a review. You'll need to do a title and a detail for it. It does not need to be long. I'm super grateful for all of them. I was just told that I need to keep asking about this and keep pushing this. So I really appreciate your help. So let's pray and let's dive into this show. So Holy Spirit, we just welcome you right now. Wherever the listeners are at, Lord Jesus, we just ask for your presence to come wherever they are at, however they are feeling. If anyone's feeling discouraged or hopeful or stressed right now, I just pray for your glory to come, God. We bind up the enemy's influence right now in the name of Jesus. I take authority over the airwaves right now, over my space, over where I'm at and where the listeners are at. We bind up the enemy and we just ask, Holy Spirit, you take over. The peace that surpasses all understanding comes to be with myself, to be with the listeners. Help me to be a vessel for these listeners, Lord, that they get exactly what it is that they need. John 10.10 says that the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but you have come to bring life 
and life abundantly. So I declare abundant life upon each one of the listeners right now. I pray for the ability for them to be brave encouragers the way that you made them so that they can encourage no matter what is in front of them. Bring the listeners peace, joy, and love. Help them to let go of anything that's not from you right, Lord. Right now, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. So last week, like I said, I talked about how often we think that we're encouraging because we think in our mind that we love people so much. So then that means that because we love them, whatever we speak is encouraging because our heart is good. It's like whatever we say doesn't really matter because of what we believe in our heart. And it doesn't work like that. Pointing out what someone is doing wrong is not encouragement. Google's definition of encouragement is the action of giving someone support, confidence, or hope. The Bible's definition is the act of giving hope or promise, that which serves to incite, support, promote, or advance as favor, countenance, reward, or profit. So there are many ways to encourage. We see other strengths, abilities, purpose. We tell people what they're doing right. We speak out what God sees in them. But most importantly, what I want you to know is I want you to be yourself. Don't try to be like me. A lot of times I can have a lot of energy and be super bubbly. Be you when you encourage others. I have 11 things that I'm going to go through today. The first one is just start with the nonverbal basics. Smile at others, nod during conversations, talk to people. Don't just sit there, ask people how they're doing, what's going on in their life, show interest, give a Kleenex if someone is crying, laugh at others' jokes. Number two is to validate and empathize. I give these tips because I am a mental health therapist and I see how often we mess things up in communication. I could actually do a whole show on validation and empathy. Validation acknowledges what the other person says. Doesn't mean that you agree, but it lets them know that you hear them and you see them. It's an excellent way to de-escalate a potential argument and really keep the peace. This skill can be a game changer in any relationship. So let's say you say, I'm angry at my boss that he didn't let me have Friday off. A validating response is, I hear that you're angry at your boss and that he didn't let you have Friday off. Kind of seems redundant, but it's really effective and it can take somebody who's upset and decreases them to this place of peace. Validation is encouraging because you feel heard. Empathy goes a step further because it's acknowledging the emotion the other person is feeling. And sometimes you kind of get a little bit more touchy feeling with empathy. So when you're able to communicate, I see that you're feeling hurt or you're feeling sad. Oh my gosh, that must be really hard. So you're starting to step into it with them. And let's say you're really struggling with anger towards someone. Sometimes validation is all that you can muster because you're just dealing with your own anger. That's okay. Don't expect yourself to have to use these skills. I only teach them so that you have the knowledge about it. But when we're in a tough spot and our emotions are high, it's hard to be like, wait, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> what skill do I use? Because our brain moves into that emotion mind. It's important that we're in prayer so we can allow ourselves to be at peace to be able to access these skills in those moments. Truly listening and seeing the other person in front of you is powerfully important. Encouraging. It can light someone up when they're feeling down and then they start to become more open to hear other encouraging words. Number three is give simple compliments. Reaching out and just simply complimenting someone is encouraging. We might think a lot of things in our head like, oh, I really like her shirt or what a cute haircut or I like his beard, but we don't take the step and speak it out. So taking the step, speaking out the simple compliment can really bring encouragement to others. And if you're being honoring with the compliment, know in your heart that you're being brave. 
you can even do something with somebody at work, like you did a great job on the project or you are a great communicator. Try to implement this in your life. Good job if you already do this. I feel like these are some of the simple things, but even doing it with strangers, I think is really powerful. Number four is to go beyond the basics. How do we actually see the gold in other people? Well, to do this, we do need to have eyes to see. So speaking out what Ephesians 1 talks about, Lord, give me eyes to see and ears to hear. So really asking God to shift your mind so that you can actually see people the way that he intends for us. Our heart needs to be aligned with God so that we can see the gold. I define pulling gold in my book as speaking out dreams, purpose, and desires you have that you see in other people. Again, like I said, we have to genuinely be doing this and that we have to believe that people are doing the best they can with what they have. If you've done any therapy at all on stuff from your past, the Lord will most likely reveal to you that people are doing the best they can with what they have. Abuse isn't okay, but you'll learn quickly that whoever abused you was abused themselves and didn't get healed. It's why it's so important that we do get help, we get healed, and we learn what God has to say instead of what our abusers and our accusers are saying over us. So when we go deep and we pull the gold, we're speaking out destiny and purpose in other people. So it might be that you notice your child draws a lot, or perhaps they ask a lot of questions about a certain topic. So when you notice it, this could be a deep passion that God has actually given them. Pull it out. Say, you are such an amazing writer, such amazing drawer. I love watching you. I've really noticed your interest in space. That's such a beautiful passion of yours. Tell me why you love it so much. And these comments and these questions really just pull that desire and it points out the gold and it gets the desires that the Lord gave them. It starts to stir it. So if any of you are thinking, I'm not doing the best I can with what I have myself, so why would others? Well, if you're starting to believe that other people are doing the best they can, but you can't yourself, I want you to be encouraged. Most of us are actually harder on ourselves, and we don't give ourselves enough credit. I believe you're doing the best you can with what you have. There might be times when you're tired or you're discouraged and you don't do your very best. That's life. That's okay. Let go and learn to encourage yourself and keep moving forward with what the Lord says. The Bible doesn't lie. God loves you very, very much. Number five is... How do we flip the reality in front of our eyes? So what I mean is in front of us, what's not going very great. How do we actually flip this? So in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, it says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. This is really, really hard to understand. We're in a tough spot. We're not feeling good. And we're maybe even in a fight with someone. So how do we actually do this flip? I am not always the greatest with my gifts. So I might say, yes, I have this great gift of encouragement. I wrote this book. Yay. Great for me. But I haven't always used my strength. When I was younger, I actually played softball and I was a really big cheerleader. I was a very intense softball player. And I was always talking, running my mouth and cheering on my fellow teammates. My heart was very intense and I really wanted us to win. So much so that I didn't always use my cheerleading role kindly. I remember one particular girl that we had playing as a sub and she was in the outfield. She was struggling. She didn't really want to be there. Softball wasn't her thing. And she was a last minute fill-in. I don't remember what I said because it's been a while, but I remember yelling at her and her crying. This just upset me more. And I thought there's no crying in softball. She needs to toughen up. So I'm still in that intense spot and I'm not hearing what the Lord has to say. Needless to say, this is not one of my proudest moments, but I share it with you to encourage you to know that just because you've hurt someone else in the past and you haven't always 
used your gifts for good, that doesn't mean that it's not wasted. That doesn't mean that you're that horrible, rude person. If I were to allow myself to let that win and let the enemy win, then I would be thinking I'm rude. I'm not kind. And I believe that that's who I am when that's not true. That's not who I am. I am a brave encourager. I am kind. I am a cheerleader. But in that moment, my flesh won and I allowed winning to be bigger than that person. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so we've got to be able to be kind, have grace for ourselves, to be able to heal our heart so that we know, okay, you know what? I didn't mean it that way. That's not who I am. We got to recognize that. Recognize your weaknesses. If you have time, write them down. And then I want you to flip and write the opposite of it. And if you notice, wow, I am a cheerleader. I am an encourager. I am loving. And notice where that pull is where it's like, yeah, that's me. I'm not rude. I'm not impatient. We want to move towards shifting in the positive. I've got a couple more examples here. Let's say you are really worried about other people a lot. Well, the flip of this could mean that you have the gift of mercy and compassion. Let's say you struggle with perfectionism. The flip of this could be that you actually have the gift of seeing details in organization. This is a really needed gift, but we can't keep focusing on the perfectionism. Let's say you struggle with procrastination. The flip of this could be you have the gift of joy and peace. Let's say you get really intense very quickly about issues in the world. This sometimes can show up as anger because you move out of that place of your gift and into your flesh. The flip of this could mean that you actually have a gift of justice. And so that passion comes out and you want to do something to change the world. This is beautiful. But again, we can't move out of where the spirit has us, the Holy Spirit has us, and we move into this place of our flesh and where it comes out as anger. And somebody that you're talking to is like, oh my gosh, what's going on? They might judge you as crazy. And I think we've all done that in the past couple of years with all the political things that we have going on. But even for example, social justice, that's an important thing. We can move so passionately in it where the gospel becomes forgotten. And it's the same thing with being a patriot. These are beautiful things. But the Lord needs to be first. And so we let the Holy Spirit guide us in this. And with each one of these examples, any of the negativity that you might see in yourself, dive deep and soul search. Even make start to make different choices for ourselves that we can start to walk out what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. So that when we are walking and moving with people, our mouth will actually speak encouraging words more freely because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You're going to struggle to point out the gold in your coworker if you're continuing to think in your heart, they're lazy. Your perspective is coming from a broken place within you, not an open heart to genuinely love. But when you believe that they're an amazing coworker, you truly believe that they deserve that promotion and you speak it. When we see people the way that Jesus does, we will believe that they're amazing and deserve that promotion. Here's some examples for different moods or situations. To someone who's angry, I love being around you, the exhausted one. You are such an inspiration to me, the complainer. You are so insightful, the loud mouth. I see so much joy in you, the quiet one. You are truly brilliant. I love when you share. The stress case, I think you have the gift of peace. So let's go deeper, like pulling strengths with like, let's say athletics. You can say, I see you in the Olympics. Theater, I see you on Broadway someday. Intelligence, you could work for NASA. 
leadership. You could be CEO or the next president. Compassion. I see you bringing transformation to a whole nation. So number six is that we want to encourage through growth. This goes with the one that I just talked about. But when people are struggling and they're learning lessons and they're making lots of mistakes, it can be really hard for us. And we can get impatient as people in their life because we're like, oh my gosh, this is what I see in front of my eyes. They continue to keep making these mistakes. So it's hard for us to stay patient and to keep speaking life into them. We want to tell them what to do because if they tell, if we tell them what to do, then that's what's going to help them. That's not always the case. When people are encouraged, that's when the Lord starts to come inside of them and where they can actually recognize the belief inside themselves. Think about when you're struggling. How do you want people to talk to you? Do you want them to say, well, you're really crabby today. I think maybe you need to read the Bible or gosh, you know, you've been jobless for a while. I think you need to be looking for jobs every day. How many job applications have you submitted? You're thinking that you're encouraging, but you're not. And so we want to be able to encourage people even through their growth. This is really about unconditional love and really just being in that place of intimacy with the Lord and spending time going to Psalms 91 and spend time in the secret place where we can just sit at the feet of Papa God and just know who we are as a child of God. And so that when we have someone in front of us and they're struggling, we have the heart of God that comes out because we've spent that time with him. And so if you see that person struggling, you can just say, man, I really love you. God really loves you. I know that you're having a hard time, but I think you're amazing. I think you're brilliant. And just boom, boom, boom. The Lord just starts pulling the words out because you spent that time with the Lord. Number seven is that I want you to be all in. If you had said yes to something like a job, volunteering, even just like a choice of having children or getting married, you said yes to something for the Lord, whatever it is, be all in. Don't have one foot out because of your fear of maybe getting hurt or things not going the way that you like. Jump all in, serve, love, and encourage completely. And number eight I talk about is timing. You know that scene from the movie, A Few Good Men? There's one character and he's played by Jack Nicholson and he screams, you can't handle the truth. Certain words will mean different things at different times. It's why when you're 20 years old, you might receive the best advice in the world, but you don't take it. Or let's say you have a friend who is really struggling in high school and now they're really still having a hard time and you're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I tell them about the Lord? Or why didn't I speak up more? Well, you didn't know what you know now. We have to have grace for ourselves and forgive ourselves for who we were five years ago, 10 years ago, because we didn't know what we know now. And we also don't hear things. People that gave me advice 10 years ago, I hear it differently. It's why when we read the word, it's so powerful for us to keep diving into the word because it means something different every day because the Holy Spirit is moving in us. So it takes experience to get the right timing with encouragement. It's why you have to be brave and have to have grace for self because you will get it wrong. Be patient with yourself. So number nine is to go big. So I actually have a cousin that when I was a little girl, she would always tell me, Heidi, I believe in you. You can do anything you put your mind to. I even see you being president someday. And at the time, I didn't really understand this, okay? I didn't really want to be president. However, what it did is it 
put this bold life into me and an increased confidence that there's one person here who believes in me and sees unlimited possibilities for me. Okay. Even though, like I said, I didn't really want to be president. It really put this galaxies of possibilities in my heart. I knew I could do whatever I put my mind to. So there's opportunities with us where we can actually go big with encouraging words. We can be prepared with spent potential gold and speak to others. I've got a couple examples here. You can say, you are going to change the world versus you are so great. You are an amazing parent, grandparent, whatever it is, versus you're doing just fine. <laughs> okay. You can say you are brilliant versus you did good on your test. You are going to have such an unbelievable time versus have fun. You are more capable than you think versus you can do it. You can conquer this problem versus it's not as bad as you think. Again, all the suggestions I had, both sides are great, but I'm merely teaching you how we can actually go a little bit bigger, okay? So you see how we kind of move from, there's nothing wrong with simple compliments, there's nothing wrong with these basic encouragement, but I'm just kind of teaching you different levels of where we can actually pull the gold where the Lord leads us. Number 10 is use your story. This can be really transformative. It's Revelations 19.10, where the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So whenever God moves, he's going to move again. Your story is an experience. So it's in your body. It's in your brain. It's in your heart. It's there. And so when you speak it, it comes out. And so others are able to receive that. It can it's so real. It's authentic as you encourage others. Skills and tips and examples are really super helpful, but who we truly are on the inside is what bravely will speak the encouragement to others. So use all the tips and the skills that I'm talking about here today, but really allow your story, allow your testimony to breathe life. And so I'm going to end the show today with praying for you with number 11, which is specific encouraging words. And these are things that you can actually use towards other people, use towards yourself. And they're just specific. Again, take what works, leave what doesn't. Carolyn Leaf has said, frame your world with your words. You guys, you are all brave encouragers. You are all meant to bravely encourage yourself and others. And so I welcome you into stepping into this new, brave, bold place of being able to speak life into the people in your life and into yourself. So Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence on this show. We thank you for the depth and the growth that you are giving each one of the listeners to become a braver encourager, to speak life into themselves, to be, breathe life into others, that they will believe that they're doing the best they can with what they have. And same with the other people in their life, that they can give grace to people who are struggling, no matter their circumstances, and that they know when they can have boundaries, when boundaries need to be had. Because guys, being an encouragement doesn't mean that you're being walked over by other people. Sometimes we do need to set a boundary and that is okay. So right now, I'm just going to speak some truth to you and that as you allow yourself to just sit there with Jesus... I want you to just picture yourself there with Jesus. I want you to just listen to these words. And as I speak them, I want you to see them coming from the mouth of Jesus. I love you. I love you with an everlasting love. Jesus loves you. You are so talented. You are amazing. You are enough exactly where you are. You are worthy. You are valuable. You are important. 
You are special. I believe in you. You are strong and courageous. I'm proud of you. You are gorgeous. You are beautiful. You are handsome. I see so much good in you, and it's growing more and more. Romans 8.28 says that we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. So I see goodness growing and growing and growing in your life. There is gold in you that you aren't even aware of. The Lord is going to help you to see it. The Lord is going to send the right people in your life to help you see the gold that you have in you. You are so capable of making decisions. You are brilliant. You have such a beautiful, kind heart. Your heart is having such a huge impact on this world. You are doing an amazing job as a parent, as an employer, as a daughter, as a son, as a friend, as a sibling, as a spouse, as a volunteer. Whatever it is that you're doing, fill in the blank that you are doing amazing. You have so many beautiful gifts. You were made for greatness. You are a world changer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.